0: In this uh, fourth and final share of this year, hopefully the last Tishabov um, which will turn into Yantabez Hashem, we're going to um, talk about lessons. What now? What are we to learn from this very sad but very unusually special day of Tishabov And what are the lessons to learn? The first point I want to bring up is to explain why. Um, the last two shiurim were based on things that happened during World War II. And why is that Nageya now? It's not just a history lesson. And it's very Negea now. First of all, what is very clear, as the Eish pointed out, you look through the history of Am Yisrael, there was tremendous tsarists that took place all through the Dares, the Crusades, and Tachvatat, nineteen sixteen forty, eight sixteen forty nine, 1649, where a large part of um, the Eden in Poland were wiped out, were killed in a very brutal way. Prior to that, you had the Crusades, and prior to that, and then you had the Spanish Inquisition, I'm not going in order, and pogroms, and um, terrible things that the Roshayim placed upon us and the Horbanists themselves, the Romans were extremely cruel, uh, the Greeks were too. And yet, there was something that happened then, about 80 so years ago, with Achzarius, took such a level that was beyond anything that we ever saw, in many ways, which we're not going to elaborate now, um, but it's very clear and in a way even worse than the Chorbanes themselves, in the sense that in, during those times of the Chorbanes, as much of a terrible time it was, you had a gili ponem. In, inst- in many instances, Hashem showed His hand and showed uh, in an open way, a revealed nais even in that um, difficult time. For example, when the Kehanim threw up the keys to the Azaro or to the rooms in the in the base Hamikdash and the hand came out from Shemaim and took it and then you had with the Tanoim that were there during the second um Chorban and there were Meissenisen that they did and that they saw and that they witnessed Mashiach came through the Gullus of the thousands of years and including um what happened 80 years ago, especially then, the Hestapuna was extremely, extremely dark, extremely hidden. Um, and um, you have, it's a, it's a pachat to even think about it. The Mount of Eden that were killed in the entire um, Tachvatad period, 1648, 1649, and it was a terrible, terrible tragedy. In World War II, from 1943 into 1945, that period of time, in one month, that's how many Eden were killed. It's mind-boggling. And Achazarius was extreme. and We don't understand it. And also, there was a tremendous hester him, and it's, it's really indescribable. And yet you saw a lot of heroism there, and... Um, Mesiris Nefesh, the ultimate Mesiris Nefesh. But besides the lesson, though, what happened was afterwards, was Maimash, in a way, I would say is an open nace. Klayisol at that time, right after the war, was like a goises, like a person extremely near death. The the muna was shaken. Klayisol was took a devastating blow. It was on life support. And um, how Hashem orchestrated through the His many of the Rabbanim that survived and built yeshivas again and communities again and kehilas again. And um, now you look 80 years or so later and... Um, it's and nisim. The fact that we're here today and the fact, baruch Hashem, that we thrive today is, is, is a nase nigla. And if you study the history, you see what a tremendous nase nigla it is, an open revealed nase. It's not even hidden. If you really think about it just a little bit, you'll see it's not even hidden. And I remember rapam zeichat tzadak this must have been either in the late 80s or in the early 90s. He talked a little bit about World War II and he said that there was a tremendous haroinaf, that's how the way he worded it, a mabul shel esh, I remember he used that term too, and um, was tremendous hester upon him. And what Hashem did afterwards is Hashem opened up a Pesach of rachamim afterwards and showered upon us rachamim. Whatever your political leanings are, they swear that way. Especially on a day like Tishah we're not going to bring that up, other than to say that the fact that the Eden was zayecha to get Eretz Yisrael back, and Eden came back there, and uh, there was never so many Eden there since the time of the Beis Hamikdash. And then you have rice that are growing, peyros in places that were deserts, where. Mark Twain, when he visited in the late 1800s, he visited Yerushalayim in places in Eretz Yisrael. It was a barren land. Nothing was growing there. When Goyim were on it, nothing grew there. And then Eden started coming there with Ashkacha Pratis, and the fruit started growing in areas that never grew before. One of the Simani Hagula, at least the beginning of the Geula tremendous Nisim, tremendous Rahmanis. so part of the lesson of studying that terrible time is number one not to forget the the Kedoshim and to realize what Nisim took place afterwards to get to the point where we are and we'll never understand anything until Mashiach comes and then we'll be Zeichat to understand there are many, many lessons in Tisha B'Av. The first is, and this is said so many times, but it really has to become a panemius, internalized. Like, Golu, Yisrael sinas chinam. that's what you point your finger to. Yes, there are other things you could point to that are incorrect, that are wrong, that have to be corrected. But, from Chazal, from Tanakh, you see clearly that it's in aschinam. That's really the key of the Chorben, and as the key of the Gullus, and the key to get out of it is to do the opposite. And that's something that we have to carry with us as we leave Yom Kippur and do our best to do the reverse of that, not to be a Echad Bepev, Echad Belev, and not to be insincere, and to grow in Ahavas Yisrael, which is really Ahavas Hashem, it's the same thing, to be Malamitzchus on Klal Yisrael. Another lesson, again, because it says that they were not, of what does that mean? So most pshatim, many pshatim say as follows, that the vart over there is is the key is the baruch of the nice tyra That's the key. When you bench on the Tyra it's the Nisane Hatyra. The, the Baruch that he gave us the Taira That bracha is pointing to the Ahava that gives us life. And that's a key also when we learn Tyra to go to the source, to realize it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu who gives us the Torah, and not to disconnect the Taira from the one who gives, gave it to us and gives it to us. And that's another lesson to be learned. Another one is also a real personal one. Each person has a reason why he's in this world him and her, man and woman. Each one has a special shlichus, a special mission that they need to accomplish in this world. And when we say that there's a churbin of a structure, of the first base of and the second base of it's really a churbin in the hearts of Kla Yisrael. Like it says, It's a famous Vart from the Shaloh and the Al and others, that it doesn't say, um, it says within your heart. You need to look at your own heart as a base amigdash or a potential base amigdash, a place where you could put Hashem's presence in again. And that's how we build the base amigdash, when we build our own hearts when we build our own hearts to connect to Hashem, when we build our own hearts to connect to our fellow human beings, and to Klal Yisrael, to feel the Golis in that sense, to realize that we're lacking unless our hearts are built fully with a Havas Yisrael and serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's really the lesson of the Machtesh ha-shekel. You know, we're all half, we're not a whole. And that's a very important yesaid. We need to know that another part of Tisha B'Av is to realize the thing in its opposite, like we said before. At-bash, the is of the, that the first day of Tisha B'Av falls out. Uh, First day of Pesach falls out on the same calendar day as Tisha B'Av. Not a coincidence. It's connecting the Ge'ula with the Golos. It's connecting the highlight to the low point. It's connecting the Simcha with the Oval. It's one. Everything connects with one another. We talked about this before, but a person needs to know this in his life or her life when they experience difficult times. And everyone does. Everyone has challenges. They need to know that they will pass. But they need to experience it and realize that that's the flip side, the other side of Simcha. And it's all one. You experience the Simcha. You experience the the, the bitterness sometimes. It's one Rabbi Nishloven that gives us the both. Why it has to be that way sometimes is a mystery. Why you need to have the Mara by the Seder? Because you need to have the Mara by the Seder. You have the Matzah by the Seder. It goes together. Desire said it most eloquently. And um, I don't know the Lushen off the top of my head right now, but it's basically that joy is on one side of the heart and crying is on the other side of the heart. It's a combination of both. A person needs to have a havas Yisrael to the extent that they're so happy when someone else is successful or doing well and you're happy for them. Or they have a simcha, you're happy for them. They didn't have children for a long time and Baruch Hashem, they had a child. They were very, very poor and Baruch Hashem, they're doing better now. and Be happy for them and be happy for them. The flip side of that, which is the same side of the coin, different side of the coin, but the same thing, is to feel bad and to be Mitzar in the Tsar of your Chavar. It goes both ways. You're the same Yid, the same person, whether you're by a Levaya right now, or you're by a chasana right now, whether you're saying Hamokim Yanachim, or whether you're saying mazeltov. whether you're dancing by a wedding, or whether you are crying with somebody, by because he lost the dear one these emotions vary from one extreme to another extreme but if you connect it to the one to HaKadosh baruch who gave it, gave it, gave it all to us and realize that hashem bechol know him in all your ways serve HaKadosh baruch Hu in every circumstance he's there all the time and there's a simcha yes there is a simcha in even the bitter things, and you could experience that simcha. That's why tishabav is such an unusual day. Like the Chassam has said, like we said earlier, yes, you have to act with a very serious demeanor. It would be incorrect and wrong if you all of a sudden behave on Simcha's Taira like tishabav and start sitting on the floor on Simcha's Taira. What are you doing? And the other way around, saying you start dancing on Tisha B'av. extremely and totally inappropriate so of course we're dictated by behaviors and and even internally of how we're supposed to behave in every given moment in every given time but there's a connection inside like we said you have to have a certain degree of simcha even on Tishabav. inside you're supposed to have a Tremendous, even on tishabav and to be happy in that sense and in Simcha's Torah to be rejoicing in the Torah but if you see someone in tsar or whatever it is you feel that too and you try to uplift him. Hashem created all these diverse emotions and, to, and the key is to unify it to make it one Every midah has its purpose. Every midah has its value. And when we get out of Tishab, it's also very important to take it with us. Not to say, I'm forgetting about it, but to take it with us. That's a key to Rosh Hashanah. That's a key to Elul, to Rosh Hashanah, to Yom Dei Ram. It's for the whole year. We say, and we said this in other shiurim, that the yontiv the ha'ara, the light of that yontiv is for the whole year so for example we said the Kabbalah's oil accepting Hashem as king we do that primarily Rosh Hashanah but that spreads out through the whole year and that even on a, on a regular day on a regular day you that Rosh Hashanah is with you and you think Hashem is the melech Hashem is the melech you don't say hamelah HaKadosh, you say HaKel HaKadosh, but you take Rosh Hashanah with you, and you take in Kippur with you through the whole year, with Michil and Slicha, you take the Simcha and Amuna and of Sukkos with you the whole year, you take the Amuna of Pesach and the Matzah with you the whole year, Purim, same thing, and yes, you take Tisha with you the whole year. That doesn't mean you're sad, but that means you take in you the fierce love of Every yid. And the fierce connection you have with them. And when they're suffering, I'm suffering. Doesn't mean you have to torture yourself. Hashem doesn't want you to do that. So Lamashal. If cholila, you know someone that's in that has to eat through a feeding tube, let's say. They can't eat. Or can't drink. They have to do everything intravenously. That's the way they are or you know so you don't say to yourself okay I um, Ibar Hashem can eat healthy put me on a feeding tube no Hashem doesn't want that Hashem doesn't want that We don't understand Hashem's ways but when Hashem gives us good things and abilities he wants us to use it not feel guilty and that's the way you look at it also you see someone Khalila in a wheelchair you have to empathize with that person. Help him out. Wish that he has a full Rafush Lema. And whether I'll they could have a Rafush Lema, not it's not important. Sometimes I know somebody that also has issues walking. So and, and it's and it's a genetical thing. So this is what I say. I learned this from Vic Miller, other things, and you should practice this. Practice this in other examples. This Yidgar walks by, and he walks, and it's so hard for him to get to shul, and still he comes three times a day to shul, and it's so difficult for him, with sticks and everything to get there. And you give him a bracha. You say, may you have arichas yama shana." He's married. May you have shalom bayis. May he have parnasa berevach. May Mashiach come very quickly so he should have a full rishu, full shulema, and he'll be able to dance with all of us when Mashiach comes. That's what you do. Hashem doesn't want to take away matanas that he gives from us to us. He doesn't want that. And he wants us to appreciate it. And that's why it was a little confusing, you know, with de Miller. He used to say, you know, when you see someone in a wheelchair and he can't walk, and you are able to walk, to say, thank you, Hashem, that I can walk. And someone asked him, and it was bothering me too, to be honest, isn't that a little insensitive? Isn't that a little bit of diminishing the person's tsar, of that he can't walk and you can walk and you're filled with joy about that? The answer is no. It seems like it's no, no. You could have, that's what us human beings, we are, we have an neshama, that's a chilek al-kam mal and just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite, and opposites a bit reside in him because it's all one ultimately, so to us, we have one God, we have one neshama, indivisible, all of Kali Yisrael is technically even one neshama, indivisible, and he tells us things may seem opposite, but you could use both ends of those opposites. For the right things. So, yes, he said, I remember him saying, you could do both. You see someone in a wheelchair, you empathize with them, you try to help him, you tell him oh how, how difficult it must be, and do everything you can to help him and be mispal for him. And then you turn around also with a full simcha and say, Thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that I'm able to walk. It's not a stira as long as you're not insensitive, as long as you are compassionate, that is the key. And we'll end off like this. I was thinking about many things, what to say, to take with you. But I think this is one thing that all of us can do. In the shiurim, I'll try to talk more about how to fix, how to correct the Bein Adon Shalom Bayis is a part of it, but all Bein Adon and how to ask Mechila, and how to get to a point, the courage. We talked about a little bit of ironing out difficult situations between people. But let's take that first step, even that baby step. That baby step, that small step. You've been heard a lot or you don't have the courage yet to openly um, show kindness to the other person you're upset at. At the very least, at least between your, you and yourself, you dive into Rabbi rabbinu You tell the Rabbi shloylam, let's say you do have a grudge or whatever it is, and you tell Hashem, Hashem, please take that grudge away from me. Please take that away from me. It's hard, I can't help it, whatever it is. I'm not saying it's enough, but it's a Pesach, it's a start. HaKadosh Baruch, I really want to overcome this. Please remove that resentment from me. Please help me forgive this person. Or ask Brachais. Give Brachais to the person who hurt you. It'll be easier to be Michael him. And also, a big, big key in Bein Al-Machav is if you thank a person for doing something, big or small, that thank you disarms a person, takes away a lot of the resentment right away. May Hashem help that this Tisha B'av should be very meaningful to everybody, should bring simchas and gishuas and refuas and achamas to everybody, we're heading in right after this to beautiful Yontif, Hamisha Asaba of where the Novana became full again. and Other the Gemara talks about all the wonderful things that took place on that day, a very special day. One of them is it became revealed that the decree of the midbar of the of the was, was over, and the ones that dug graves and they went in there. And they tried it again and again, not sure if they miscalculated, then they saw the full moon. They were full of simcha, like Mama Samesim. We should all be to such And remember the day, nights get longer. It's a big school to learn more it's from chamisha Asaba Avon. To do your best to learn and carry that dish above, but in a meaningful way you could carry it in everyday and it's a tremendous chos. People and it, you know you can't blame them sometimes. Don't want to think about the 3 weeks, don't want to think about the 9 days. Don't want to really think about Tisha B'Av. Just get it over with. It's very uncomfortable, restricting, unpleasant and so on. But as we see as a Yid, this these these experiences and the Tishabav experience you carry it through the year. It teaches you how to sh- be empathetic. It teaches you how to be caring. It teaches you how to feel your emotions of loss. And at the same time, it keeps that hope of spark alive. That spark alive. That that of Migdash is there. And it's ready to be rebuilt. And it's ready to be reborn. And the Gaula will come. That is the hope, and that is the haftacha that Hashem promises us that will take place. So, ahavas chinam, berchasatayra, starting to learn more at nights, especially after Tuba, of trying to be Michael one another, trying to help one another, and because it's Shalom Bayesh to find and spot that Nakuda, that special Nakuda that your husband or wife has and decide that going forward you're going to build on that point. Everyone has that point. Everyone has that spark. Everyone has that place where healing can come again. Everyone has that place where they can be rehabilitated. Everyone has that mug and that pentaleid. Everyone has that pentaleid. Your wife has it. Your husband has it. Maybe covered with some layers, but that could be rebuilt. That could be activated. Become better yourself so you can become a better husband. Become better yourself so you, be- you could become a better wife. Promise going forward to treat each other with more derech To remove any sinas chinam, and even things that you think that are not chinam, you'll realize that they are chinam. Meaning, there's reasons for this, reasons for that, but ultimately, the core of it is to let go. Focus on the positive. Find ways to communicate about things that need to be discussed in a healthy way. Everything is reversible. That's another thing. Those neshamas that were lost in World War II, they're, they're nitzchias. They have Ayaba there forever and ever and ever. It's not lost. When someone Khalil lost, lost 10 children in the war, Deitaka lost it. It was a terrible loss. Those 10 children are in Ghanaden. They're not lost. We feel lost lacking them, but they're not lost. Nothing is lost. The khurbin, by the when the third Beis HaMegdash comes, we'll see that there was no loss. At some, we can't imagine that now. And with marriages, even if it was difficult up to now, you need to work on building that. That's like building the Beis HaMegdash again. That's like building it from the ruins, brick by brick, brick by brick, brick, to build it in you, your heart, to be a Mokayim, uh, where the Shechina will dwell and your house to be a uh, place where the Shechina will dwell and in Shalom Bayis, that's very important that's where Ahara Chinam starts and then it's Mamshech to other areas Tzipisal Yeshua is a big part of it to be Mishtatif with the Tzara, of the Golos is a part of it Golos HaShechina there's a lot of concepts that you could take with you for the rest of the year. And that's a beautiful thing. Every chasana by the chopah, im loyalis, yushalayim, simchasi, the breaking of the glass. That's what Tisha B'av comes into every chasana. The seder al atbash comes into the chasana. Tisha B'Av comes into the seder. But not in a negative way. In a positive way. May Hashem help that all of you should be healthy and well and take with you these treasures and all of us together will try to be better and we'll be <laughs> to a wonderful year upcoming it starts from now it starts from today they say beat the El Rush uh, in the Deshav, I saw signs like that Tisha B'av is a beautiful opportunity to beat that rush. Start now to prepare and to make these kabbalas in your heart and may Hashem help. Everyone should have bruches and yeshuas. People had tsar. They should be healed from it. So it. should be menachem, all those that were suffered. And they should know of no more tsar and only simcha. We say to God, all to be macabal, and he makeshirtz kenu b'mhebdo v'yameenu aming.